This episode of the Cox Talks podcast brought to you by Harrison Electrical Services. Everything from panel changes to light fixtures, custom builds, and renovations. You'll be shocked at Harrison Electrical Services' low prices, and they will not leave you out in the dark. Phone Chris at 416-560-8257. Once again, 416-560-8257. Or you can email him at Chris dot Harrison Electric at gmail.com. Once again, Harrison Electrical Services, email Chris dot Harrison Electric at gmail.com. What's going on? Welcome back to the Cox Talks Podcast, episode 8. I wasn't sure when I started this if I was going to make 5 episodes, to be honest with you. I know I had the pre-recorded ones done and blah, 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 but I really wasn't sure if we were going to get to 8 because it was all going to be based on you know how I was doing for listeners and things like that. And um, yeah, here we are, episode 8. First of all, uh, I'm going to have to apologize if I sound a little hoarse. Had a big weekend. Had a big weekend. So Friday night, uh, this past Friday night, back behind the bench. Back behind the bench for the first time in what? Fuck, I don't know, 18 months. Uh, with the Uxbridge Bruins, our local junior team, we hammered out a 5-3 exhibition win over the Schaumburg Cougars. Schaumburg, long-time exhibition rivals of the Uxbridge Bruins. But let me tell you something. I would. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that um, your voice, when you when you coach, especially when you coach the way I do, I'm a I'm a very vocal coach. You gotta you gotta get your voice trained for that. It's um, a lot of yelling. I do a lot of yelling on the bench, and you, it's in that cold atmosphere, right? And your voice box and your muscles, whatever, it just takes a beating when you haven't done it in a long time. So. So yeah, so again, I'm sorry. Well, and again, then sorry to, to add to that. Um, last night, so that being Saturday night, Saturday the 25th of September, I attended a good a good buddy, a longtime friend's 40th birthday party, and it was nothing nothing serious. I had to work most of the day, so I got there a little late. But one thing I definitely wasn't going to do with some of these characters that were there um, was play catch up. You know, I wasn't going to get there and just floor it and try and keep up to these guys because I had to get up early the next morning. And, well, it's, it's no lying here. Can't do it the way we used to do it, can we, when you get to this age? So, so no, I, I didn't um, I didn't partake in too much alcohol, but I, I did get into some edibles. And in typical fashion, I had an edible. And, you know, I had three or four beers, Bud Lights, whatever. And... uh you're sitting there and oh, the edible's not working. It's not working. It's not working. And then, you know, maybe maybe a lefty, a left-handed cigarette gets going around or gets offered to you and you take a hit or two and all of a sudden, bang. Oh, there's the edible and there's there's the lefty kicking in, getting at you. So then, you know, I'm a really I'm a really happy guy when that stuff happens. So a lot of yelling and a lot of laughing and a lot of just carrying on and 
And the end result is how my voice sounds right now. So if I sound a little off, there's the reasoning for it. Got to get, got to get my voice back in shape, I guess. So a belated happy 40th birthday to my good friend Trevor Dawes, Dawsey. I uh, hope you had a good 40th birthday. I knew, uh, I know everybody that was there. Everybody that was there was having a good time for sure. The the Bud Lights were flowing. The vodka was flowing. Yeah, it was a, it was a good old time. Good old time. So, uh, yeah, into, into late September now, almost October. Weather's changing, right? Uh, cooling down out there, which is nice. I think the, the heat and the humidity of summer is gone. So, you fellas... You can put the baby powder away, I think. Uh, you put the baby powder away for the winter time. You don't get that uh, weather anymore where you got to, you know, dip the <laughs> dip your nuts in baby powder to keep everything dry and and uh, comfortable down there. And the weather's gone where you end up making what I like to call fucking baby powder soup in your boxers. That weather's long gone, so that's that's good, and it's fall fair weather. There's not a lot of fall fairs happening. I know there's some out there kicking around, but uh, fall fair weather, you know, so it's good. So this is everybody's favorite time of year, I think. I mean, everybody loves the summer, obviously, but fuck, like, heads up. October 1st is this coming week, so heads up for the, uh, the pumpkin pack pictures, the apple picking pictures, you know. There's a lot of good guys. A lot of good guys out there going to get dragged to the fucking pumpkin patch for pictures with Bay. Fuck me. A lot of pumpkin spice lattes going to get start starting to get fired around there from Starbucks. Blundstones. The Blundstones are coming out and all the women are going to be wearing Blundstones and fucking hats. Yeah, do you ever notice in fall chicks seem to wear a lot of hats like the not like not, and I say a fancy hat, but not like a Kentucky Derby fancy hat, but like a nice fall hat that women would have wore, like, I don't know, in the 40s and 50s or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And the fall fashion, you know, the the maroons and the khakis and the, and the, the rust and the, the off-colored orange comes out and girls want to go to the pumpkin patch with their boyfriend and they make their boyfriend wear a matching outfit and he agrees because he's got no nuts so jesus christ yeah so prepare yourselves instagram instagram and uh tiktok gonna be flooded gonna be flooded with fall stuff so annoying great time of the year but so annoying you know my favorite part of fall is actually i think is hot apple cider i love a good hot apple cider I'm having a tea right now, actually, to help my voice. An unwind tea. I don't know what's in it. I think there's just I think I got just a thing full of fucking weeds. Being a farmer, it's a thing full of weeds that I spray my fields for, but apparently it's supposed to help you unwind and keep you calm. I'm just having a tea because I got a sore throat and it's helping my throat feel better. I don't know what's gonna make me unwind or not, but I guess we'll find out. Nice hot apple cider, I think, is is pretty tough to beat. Uh, in my mind so you might find me at an apple orchard maybe getting some fresh orchard or uh, pardon me some fresh cider but that's as far as it goes i ain't getting any fucking apple picking pictures no not this guy so anyways the cox talks podcast episode eight here we are um 
I don't know what the percentage is, but there is a percentage out there, and I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it, that X amount of podcasts don't even make 10 episodes. So one of my first goals is 10 episodes. We're only two away, so I think I can make that happen. Um, I don't think that's too far-fetched at all. Um, more feedback, please. Well, not more, but keep the feedback coming. And the best place to get a hold of me, honestly, is at the Cox Talks podcast on Instagram, or you can find me on my my personal page on Facebook. Or if you if you have my cell number, you can always text me or drop you know drop me an email or whatever. Um, that's where you get a hold of me and keep the feedback coming. I love the feedback. I like to give you listeners what you want. Um, I got a lot of requests out there for episode ideas and things like that, and I'm slowly getting to them. But um, when you come at me with an idea, I always listen to your ideas. I always take them into consideration. But these things don't happen overnight, b- believe it or not. Um, it I do. There is a little bit of planning goes into it, and uh, you know, I if it's something I have to research, probably not gonna make the airwaves. I'm not much of a research guy, to be honest. Not not gonna sit down and do a whole bunch of research. Some of my guests, I I will do a quick research on, like, but that's easy, right? You go on Facebook, you go on Instagram. I mean, people aren't hard to find that are coming on this podcast, that's for sure. So, yeah, as 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 if you're coming at me with an idea that you think is gonna need some research, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's probably not gonna hit the airwaves. Um, and if it is, it's going to be a long time because I don't, I just don't have a lot of time for the whole research thing. And some people have been bugging me to get into like, like, let's get into political and let's, let's get into current events and the whole cancel culture and things like that. And to be quite honest, I may be wrong. I mean, don't like, I get it. Those are hot button topics right now and things like that, but I don't want to go down that path. I don't. In personally, in my opinion, I think everybody is sick of that shit. Everybody's sick of listening to it. So I don't really want to bring it to this podcast. One of the one of the great comments I've had regarding this podcast actually came from a lady that my brother and I work with on the farm. Um, she doesn't work directly for us, but anyways, she she told me that the podcast, this podcast, the Cox Talks podcast, is great to just turn it on. While she's driving or doing laundry or doing the dishes or whatever, gardening, whatever it may be. And she can just shut her brain off and listen to my podcast. And you know what? A lot of people, a lot of people would be offended by that, but I'm not. This is exactly why I'm doing this podcast. There's so much bullshit going on out there in the world that, yeah, let's all just shut our brains off for half an hour. Listen to some fucking stupid farmer just babble on with his buddies on pod on a podcast and just shut our brains off and just forget some shit for you know 45 minutes to an hour that's what this podcast is all about i'm hoping that that's the way this podcast stays because it seems to be what the people want what the people enjoy and we will move forward with that of course so once again as always questions comments concerns dilemmas you can get a hold of me at the Cox Talks podcast on Instagram, or of course, like I said earlier, reach out to me on my Facebook page, or text me, or email me, whatever, whatever you want to do. I love the feedback. I, I I take it seriously. So let's keep the feedback coming. Okay, today's episode. I'm riding solo again. This is a, this is a solo episode, um, and I got a good one planned. We're gonna talk dinner parties. Okay, we're gonna talk dinner parties, and not. 
when I say dinner parties, we're going to talk about the dinner parties that your parents used to have. Okay, we're not talking about today's dinner parties or the fucking dinner parties you see on TV and shit like that. There's a specific type of dinner party that I remember as a child, and I'm sure most of my listeners out there, um, I'm sure it's going to be some pretty relatable com- um, content. So we're going to go down that path in a little bit. First of all, some other business to attend to. So this episode has no public poop location. Nobody came to me with a public poop location. So as far as I'm concerned, that bit is done. Do not come at me anymore with your public poop locations. As soon as I don't get any content from my listeners, that's it. It's done. It's over. No more public poop. Sorry, that's just the way it is. When it's over, it's over. So no more public poop locations. Sad to see that segment go. I really thought it was going to... I really thought it was going to get some legs under it, but uh, obviously it didn't. And that's okay. Not a big deal. I'm over it for now. So, yeah. But we do have a... We do have a donut. We do have a donut uh, location for you to check out. Brought to you this week by a good buddy of mine, Tom Barton from Oxbridge, Ontario. He says that the Port Union Bakery in Port Union, Ontario, um, has great donut holes. Now, Tom says he's a little late to the party here, but he's just listened to the to the uh, bonus episode where we came up with the the donut idea. I think that was entitled uh, "Donuts, Dime Pieces, and Dumps." So Tom just got through that episode. So try and keep up here, Tom. All right, but uh, he he loves going to Port Union to get the donut holes. Now, allegedly these donut holes are only 10 cents each. They aren't available on the website, but if you go right in the store, you can get these donut holes. And Tom also states that at 10 cents a piece, three to four dozen goes down pretty easy. Well, fuck Tom, you are a man after my own heart, let me tell you. Just sitting in your Dodge Ram there, packing away three or four dozen donut holes. Don't you mix in a double-double and a dart with that while you're at it. My kind of guy. So, yes, thanks to Tom Barton for this week's uh, donut uh, location, we'll call it. The Port Union Bakery. And actually, uh, another big thank you to Surge. If you're from the Oxbridge area, Surge Pruel. I don't even know how you say his last name because he's French. And I don't nothing against French people. I just don't know. It's it's Serge Pruel. We'll just call him Serge. Yeah, what's up, Serge? Anyways, thank you to Serge and his lovely wife Amy. I'm sure it was actually her idea. They dropped me off some donuts from the Gravenhurst Bakery. So I did dive into the Boston Cream, and let me tell you, we may. Uh, it's a contender. The Gravenhurst bakery boston cream donut right now is a contender for the best donut i've had in quite some time so if you're in the muskoka area don't forget to stop into the gravenhurst bakery try out the boston cream tell them you heard about it on the cox talks podcast they have no idea who i am but fuck maybe we'll get something going there so once again thanks to surge and thanks to tom for this week's donut reviews and now let's let's get on to the dinner party subject okay let's get on to the topic at hand so was sitting around a buddy's shop the other day having some coffee, and I don't even know how we got on the subject, but we started talking about dinner parties. And dinner parties basically from the view of a child 
whose parents are hosting a dinner party. So I like to think, and I don't know why I think this, maybe it's because we had a lot more time back then, but in rural, in the rural areas, especially where I live, and I'm sure it happened, I sure, I'm sure this happened in towns and in the suburbs and things like that, but man, dinner parties were a big fucking deal. And from like, from like 1980 to like, I want to say 1992. And I don't know why, maybe it's just because I don't know why I think that era was so popular for dinner parties. Like I said, I guess it's just a, a memory as a child. But there was a certain, man, there was a certain aura about dinner parties that your parents used to have when you were a kid. Okay, so let's break down. Let's break down your parents' dinner party. Okay, and keep in mind, we're going to do this from the child's point of view. Okay, because that's how we all remember it. You know, a lot of you out there are parents now and maybe you're hosting dinner parties. But our dinner parties of today, they're not as fucking sweet as the dinner parties of the 80s. Okay, so here's how it usually played out. Okay, so dinner parties were usually on a Saturday. Fridays were no go because it took a whole day to plan for a dinner party. Right. And typically Friday, you know, mom had to go and do do all the groceries you know she had to do the groceries she had to pick up some decorations maybe you know maybe a new set of candles okay um thing like things like that candles napkins you know whatever mom had to go and do all that on friday if she had the day off work okay but saturday morning saturday morning the cleaning started okay so your mom she would have to have the house spotless top to bottom because I mean you're having company over right and and I'm not saying this is right by any means but back in those days there was a lot of judgment held towards the way a lady kept her house okay and again I'm going to say this again I'm not saying it's right but this was a different time so the first thing the lady of the house had to do clean that house top to bottom because guests were coming over and you know what? Like I said, a lot of judgment would be passed. You had to, the toilets had to be spotless. The bathroom sink, the kitchen had to be spotless. Even though you're going to cook a fucking three-course meal in there, the kitchen had to be spotless. The living room, the downstairs, the den, the bar, whatever, everything had to be perfect and it had to be spotless, okay? Because the last thing you wanted to be was a lady who didn't keep a very good house. Am I right? It's true. Don't fucking tell me it's not. It's true. Everybody out there knows it. Okay. So mom spends the day getting the house ready. Okay. The next thing that she had to go and do is she had to get the dining room table ready to go. Now, remember back then, everybody had a dining room. Okay. With like a dining room suite. Okay. And the china cabinet usually sat in the corner or along the wall. But nobody has dining rooms anymore. Unless you live in a goddamn mansion. All the houses today is like open concept. So you have dinner parties and like, you know, all the food gets set out on the breakfast island. And, you know, you plate yourself up and then you go and you sit, you sit down at the table, right? That's the way dinner parties go today. Well, no, 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 no. Back in the day, the dining room, it was always either, you know, directly off the kitchen or maybe just down the hall in the next room on the right or something was the dining room, right? And it wasn't a very big room, just enough room that maybe you could, you know, fit a nice dining room table, comfortably seat maybe 10 adults max, okay? And don't forget, like I said, you had to have room for the china cabinet, 
okay? You had to have room for the china cabinet in there. And 9 out of 10 fucking houses, you know, on the one side of the dining room table, you couldn't get up and down too often because you'd throw your chair right back into the glass door on the china cabinet and break the fucking glass door, right? Because the, the dining So, anyways, back to the back to the tasks here. So, mom had to go in the dining room, okay? And she had to stretch the table out so you can put that extra leaf or two. You know what I'm talking about. You had to put the extra leaf or two in the dining room table so that you could get that six to eight to, at times, even ten adults around that table. Okay, so now you got the leaf in the table. And usually, usually hubby, he comes in and helps with that, right? But that's about all he's doing inside the house. Hubby, that's it. He's just helping put the leaf in the table and that's where it ends. Because hubby, okay, now in our situation being farmers, dad was just outside farming all day. Mom just did all this stuff herself. But I would imagine that if you, you know, were a kid whose parents were hosting a dinner party that lived in town, I would imagine it was dad's job to get the yard looking nice. Okay, and here's the funny thing about that, all right? So dad's charged with getting the yard looking nice and got to get the front yard, you know, looking clean, straight fucking lawnmower lines, you know, gardens edged, all that jazz. But you got to get the backyard ready. You got to get the backyard looking good too because, you know, if it's a rainy night, you're standing around the living room. Everybody had a set of glass sliding doors that looked out over the backyard, you know, so the men are going to stand around and have a couple rye and Cokes and the women are going to stand in the kitchen having a couple white wines, okay? And of course, in the kitchen, there's always a window that looks out into the backyard, right? So the backyard had to be looking good too. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The men usually got up at like 7 o'clock in the morning and they had all that shit done by like 11, okay? But do you think they went in the house and helped out mom? No, not a fucking chance. So the way I view it is if you lived in town... Dad gets this shit done by 11. He just hides in the garage for the rest of the day, right? Every, just fucking gas and Coors Lights probably or, or Molson Canadian or Molson Light back then, right? Just gas and beers all day because, okay, so there's 10 adults coming and he actually can't stomach about six of them. So he's got to he's gotta get liquored up. Not necessarily liquored up, but he's got to get lubricated up to deal with most of these people because he can't stand them in the first place. So dad hides in the garage all day and every once in a while he's going to, you know, take a hammer and bang it on the workbench or he's going to, you know, grab a wrench out of his toolbox and drop it on the concrete floor or fire the weed eater up, you know, every, every half hour or something like just to make it sound like he's doing something, right? Cause he, is he going in the house to help clean and set the table and fucking decorate? Uh-uh. No way. He's staying out of the way because Whatever he does in, in the house, as far as that stuff, it ain't getting done right anyway. So you might as well just hide in the garage, drink some beers, probably got the ball game on in the background, you know, maybe smoke a cigar, just get the yard looking nice and stay the fuck out of the way. Now back in the house, so mom's got the table all stretched out. She's got the leaf on there. Now comes out the good tablecloth, right? The good tablecloth comes out. Probably was her great grandmother's. Actually just looks like a giant fucking doily. Right now, remember, keep in mind when we're talking about this, we're talking like this is in the 80s, right? This is from like 1980 to like 1992. So I feel like anybody born from 1972 to like 1987, I want to say, okay, maybe, maybe 1990, 
like you you remember these dinner parties okay and i know i'm nailing it too right so back to the tablecloth the tablecloth just looks like a fucking giant doily it's got to be out over the table just so right just so and then maybe the good candlesticks come out and mum went to the dollar store the other day and she got some nice new candles to put in there and then the brass, you know what I mean? The brass candle snuffer comes out. And it's just decoration. They don't actually fucking use it, okay? But it just gets nicely laid in the center of the table, right by the candlesticks, okay? So now the fine china and the, I want to say crystal, but it, it wasn't really crystal. It was like really just fancy glass that looked like crystal, okay? All that stuff comes out of the china cabinet. And the thing about this is now mom's got to wash all the dishes because they've been sitting in the china cabinet for six months or longer collecting dust. So anything that she's going to use, we'll call the, the, the china plates, the fine china, the silverware, the nice silverware, the nice silverware that sits on top of the china cabinet in like a cedar box right and if you open the box all the silverware is laid out in like a velvet well not real velvet but a fake velvet like a velvet holder and that velvet was either like royal blue or like forest green okay you know what i'm talking about and if you actually lift if you lifted the silverware holder out that's usually where 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 mom and dad hid the extra cash, right? The emergency cash. You lift that out of there and there'd be like five grand and hundred dollar bills laying in there. And you, you found it one time, but you never said nothing, but you know that's where it is, right? So everybody, yeah, the little cedar, little decorative cedar box with all the, so all that stuff's got to come out and it's it's got to be washed now, right? Because like I said, it's just been collecting dust forever. Like mom's got her hands full here. The lady of the house you got your hands full if you're hosting a dinner party, right? So now we're doing dishes. Mom's doing all the dishes and dad, she's, you know, she's going to ask him for help, but she just heard him swear and heard a wrench hit the concrete. So she's not going out there because, you know, he might change the alternator on the Buick. So he can, he, you know, he can't come in. He got to get that done before Monday. Yeah, got to get that done before Monday. Might not get the work. <laughs> so mom's washing up the plates and the silverware and the crystal, the crystal wine glasses. And there's a crystal water glass and there's always like a crystal pitcher for water, right? So get all that stuff washed, get the table set, right? Get the table set just perfect. Everything's looking good. No centerpieces. The centerpieces were just like two god-awful looking candlesticks with like like red candles stuck in them, right? And they they probably light the candles for dinner, maybe, maybe not. I think, I feel like whether you like the candles or not, all depends on your company. If they're kind of posh, hoity-toity people that you're having over, right? You're lighting the candles. If it's just old buddies from college or high school or whatever, probably not lighting the candles. Nobody gives a shit, right? Nobody gives a shit about the candles. But they're there and they look nice. So, table's all set. Everything's looking perfect. Okay, now it's like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, right? And... Mom's going to get out in the kitchen now. She's got to clean up the mess from doing the dishes, right? Now she's starting to now she's starting to think about her plan of attack. So so a dinner, the actual dinner at a dinner party. I don't ever remember there being many salads. It was like straight to the entree, right? So you always had a nice 
like there's there was always like a a real good fucking hunk of meat, right? So it was either like a prime rib or maybe a Cornish hen, eh? Maybe a Cornish hen or two. Maybe a nice roast beef, like but very like aesthetically pleasing roast beef, right? Not one you make on a Wednesday night for your family. Like you really went all out on this one, on how it looks, how it presents itself. Maybe a nice pork loin, okay? But there was always some good some good fucking meat in the dinner. Now I said no 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 salads, so I gonna contradict myself here a little bit, but coleslaw. There was always coleslaw. And it's funny because I always found coleslaw is kind of like a, I love coleslaw, especially my grandmother's coleslaw. Rest in peace, grandma. I miss your coleslaw. But um, always a coleslaw, which I thought was always funny because coleslaw is kind of a sloppy food, right? It's a little bit sloppy. And if you're having a somewhat fancy dinner party, I just could never figure out how coleslaw fits into the fucking dinner party, right? Because it, like, it's risky, it's risky. You get coming some of that coal, unless it's a vinaigrette coleslaw and not like the coleslaw with sauce, right? Big difference there, but I thought it was pretty risky. You know, some guy comes over in a, in a shirt and tie for dinner and spills coal, your, your sloppy coleslaw on his dress pants. Not going to go over well. So there's always coleslaw. There's always garlic mashed potatoes or just milked. I call them milked potatoes, but you know what I mean? The mashed potatoes where you pour half a gallon of milk in. And on top of the milk, you throw three quarters of a pound of butter in there for some flavor. Maybe get some salt and pepper in there too. So there's potatoes. Um, There's usually, I guess there's usually corn or peas. Either or works really. But the one staple, the one staple for dinner I find was always green beans. Right? Am I right? Think back to your parents' dinner parties. I bet you every dinner party you ever witnessed there was fucking green beans. I it's I've I distinctly remember green beans at every dinner party. So mom, she's planning she's planning the meal out now. So now comes the tricky part. Okay, dad's got to come in, shower up, put on a collared shirt, some khaki pants, and a nice dress belt. Right, and he's got to set the bar up. But mom. She's got to get ready and cook the meal at the same time. So mom's probably throwing on, you know, the lady of the house. She's throwing on a nice dress or maybe a pant suit. Okay. Nice. This is the 80s, remember? So there's probably a nice pant suit kicking around. Navy blue with white collar maybe. Just throwing it out there. And pearls. Uh, There's somebody, some lady attending said dinner party. Oh, one well, we'll call it, there was always one lady always wore pearls. Usually, I, I seem to remember it being the hostess always had pearls on. I don't know why. I don't know why I distinctly remember that. But at least one woman at said dinner party would be wearing pearls. That's a promise, right? So so mom's got a real balancing act here, okay? And typically, she gets dressed first while she's cooking dinner, but then she finishes off cooking dinner while she's dressed with a glass of white wine. Okay. When, when the people start showing up now, dad, you know, he's getting the bar ready and I don't know why this is. Maybe this is a rural thing, but I like no beer drinkers, no vodka drinkers. It was either, and no gin. All the men either drank rye or rum. 
It was one or the other, and everything was Coke. There's no rye and ginger. There was no rum and ginger. There's no rye and water. It was it was rye and Coke. And most of the time, the Coke was just there for a little color. It was like, you know, the old two fingers, but two fingers being your index finger and your pinky finger. Two fingers of rye, splash of Coke for color, drive it India. Cup two ice cubes in a low ball glass. Am I right? Two ice cubes in a low ball glass. You know, you get the, the ice clinking around in there. Well, the men, they stand around waiting for dinner, right? So they're talking about the Leafs. They're talking about the new 350 and the 87 Silverados, right? They're talking about engine oil. You know, if this is a summertime, they're they're talking about Kelly Gruber and the Jays. Maybe talking Ernie Witt, George Bell, and the Jays, right? And the women, they congregate in the kitchen. And I don't know why I remember this either, but never any red wine. It was always white wine. Okay, so the white wine always had to be chilled. So the bottle would get condensation. So what happens? You wrap a napkin around the wine bottle. Okay, and there's always two or three bottles of white wine ripping around there, right? And the women, they're just talking, usually talking about kids or shopping or whatever, right? It's true. And the hostess, the mother, the wife, whatever, you know, she's having a visit and she's drinking wine, but she's trying to get everything, you know, finished up cooking and plated up. So everything comes out in bowls too. So the meat, it's going to come out on a platter of some sort, right? But everything comes out in bowls. The green beans, the corn, the peas, the potatoes. Oh, dinner rolls. Let's not forget dinner rolls. There's there was always white dinner rolls too, right? Because back then nobody cared about carbs and, and how healthy their bread was. It was just, fuck, I had four glasses of white wine. I need an extra dinner roll to soak up the booze. So dinner's getting rolling here now, but there is something we skipped over. So you're the kid, right? You're the kid at this dinner party. And you're really, you're really kind of supposed to be seen and not heard, right? Like, this is a this is time for the adults, okay? But when the guests first got there, it was always the kids' job. You collect the jackets, okay? And where do the jackets go? Where do the jackets go? We're Canadian. The jackets go on the bed. So by the you know by the time everybody gets there, there's fucking jacket mountain on the spare bed or on mom and dad's bed or the closest one, really. And that's the other thing, you know, when mom was cleaning the house, she always had to make sure that one bedroom was spotless and the bed was made just perfect because that's where the jackets go. And I feel like for the for the kids, <clears throat> pardon me, the son of the house, if there was a son, got to collect the jackets in the odd time, you know, the odd time dad would let him make a drink. Okay, because, you know, that you, you know, okay, so you're 12 or 13 years old, right? Dad's been letting you mix him some rye and Cokes for a while now, and he wants to show his kids, you know, rye mixing skills off. So he offers up, let the boy, let the boy mix you a drink there, Bruce. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, mix a mean rye and Coke, Bruce. Hey, hey, Trevor, go go mix up Brucey up a rye and Coke. Don't don't use too much ice, so only two ice cubes. We don't have a lot of ice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That that was the kids' role. And then you know what? Unless the other company Unless the other company brought their kids, okay, there was usually a kid's room where the kids ate and the adults ate in a completely separate, so the kids would eat in the kitchen and the adults would eat in the dining room. And I mean, unless there was a savage murder going on, the kids were left to fend for themselves. Absolutely. We were left to fend for ourselves. Now, 
if the company didn't bring the kids and you were you and your sister or your brother or whatever were the only kids there, you got summoned, or not summoned, pardon me, you got shunned to like the basement. Or in our case, we were told to get upstairs. You know, mom went to Becker's that day and got us a two liter glass bottle of Coke and a bag of, bag of ketchup chips. And we went to Video 99 and we rented like Problem Child or something, right? And yeah, we, we were banished. We were banished. The parents wanted adult time. They were going to talk about stuff they didn't want us to know about. And it was time for them to just, yeah, just get some adult time. Because they've been running us to hockey or dance or 4-H or Cub Scouts or whatever all week. You know, for the last six months straight. And it's now it's time for the adult time. And that's something you don't see nowadays. Okay. If you have a dinner party, if you host a dinner party, or you go to a dinner party... Everybody takes their kids because nobody can leave their kids at home anymore, right? I don't know if there's like a babysitter shortage or if people just don't trust other people to babysit their kids, but there's fucking kids everywhere. And if there's a dinner party with lots of kids there, the kids aren't left to fend for themselves. The kids' room is either always right in the same room as the parents or they're in a direct sight line or direct earshot and you got little cadence you know, you're sitting there and you're cutting your prime rib and you're trying to have an adult conversation about the election or about your job or your asshole boss and Cadence comes running up. Mom, Tristan just kicked me in the shins and told me I was a liar. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. And then mom gets up from the table and she goes in and she's going to she's gonna talk to Cadence and she's going to talk to Skylar and then it's going to turn into a thing because she's going to accuse Skylar and then Skylar's mom's in and then it's just, holy fuck, it's a nightmare. Let the kids fend for themselves. Leave them alone. Jesus Christ. And the other thing is too, so people take their kids out to a dinner party or whatever and... They put green beans on the plate or whatever. And then the kid comes up and right in front of the hostess, Mom, I don't like green beans. They don't taste good. I don't want to eat them. And that's totally acceptable in today's society. Could you imagine in the 80s going to someone's house for dinner as a child? Could you imagine what your mother and or father would do to you if you went up and embarrassed the hostess by announcing basically to the entire dinner table that you don't like green beans and you don't like this and you don't like that and blah, blah, blah. I know what I would have been getting, the wooden spoon right up, right in the ass, right in the bare ass. Kids, yeah, nowadays, like that's just acceptable to just come flying up to a table while adults are talking or just hanging out, having a good time, and interrupting the adults. Like, oh, I don't know where that became acceptable, but you know what? To be honest, I'm not a parent, so this is easy for me to say. I'm not telling anybody how to parent, but you need your adult time, okay? It's okay to let your kids fend for themselves for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours while you sit down and have a nice dinner with your friends, it's okay to banish your kids to the basement. It's okay to banish your kids upstairs with a movie. It's okay to get a babysitter and leave your fucking kids at home too. That's okay. It's totally acceptable. All right? Get out. Have your adult time. Have some quiet time. Have adult conversations for once. Okay? Leave leave the little heathens at home for a night and get out. Relax, unwind, have a couple glasses of white wine there, Carol. Fucking chill out. 
Now, don't get me wrong, okay? I love kids. I really do. But there's a time and place for kids. And when you're out with a group of friends and you're trying to have, like I say, some adult time, don't be afraid to tell your kids to F.O., okay? They're going to figure it out someday. Someday they're going to be parents too. And their kids are going to fucking annoy them. And their kids are going to embarrass them, okay? They'll figure it out. They'll get over it. Chances are by the next morning they won't even remember what happened anyways. All right? So, back to the dinner party. So everybody's sitting around, they're having dinner. Dinner's over now, okay? Dinner's over. Probably had a probably had a dessert, like a nice, uh, probably maybe a pie. If you're rural, if this was a rural dinner party, I feel like there was always pie. Maybe some ice cream. Maybe a chocolate cake. You know what was popular at dinner parties? And I don't know why I thought of this, but a lot of upside down pineapple cakes getting fired around tables, dining room tables. Like, I I don't know why, but I remember, like, every dinner party, there was a fucking upside-down pineapple cake. And as far as I'm concerned, pineapples and tomatoes should be stricken from the earth. I wish they would go extinct because they're both gross. So don't, don't come at me with, don't people don't be fucking dropping off upside-down pineapple cakes at my house, okay? That's a good way to get you bashed on the Cox Talks podcast. So now dinner's over. Dinner's over now, and the women, you know... It was it was customary. It was very customary. All the women, you know, they cleared the table and they probably went into the kitchen and they they kept going on the white wine, right? They kept going on the white wine. Probably made a pot of coffee while the men the men sat around the table and they're still talking about the Jays. And they're still talking about why the Leafs traded Russ Cortnell for John Cordick straight up. Okay? And they're talking about the 350 big block in the 87 Silverados. And they're talking about Ford trucks. And they're talking about alternators. And they're talking about Brian Mulrooney and what a dickhead he was during his reign of terror as a prime minister. I don't know, was he really that bad? I honestly am not old enough to remember. But I do remember Brian Mulrooney as our prime minister in the 80s. So that's why I brought him up. And the best, the best part about these dinner parties is too, so so the pot of coffee comes out and, you know, there's enough coffee there made for 10 people, but only three people have a coffee. But the other best part of this is after dinner, after coffee, the like this is usually when everybody gets together now. Men and the women in the same room, okay? But the men are still just hammering back the rise, the rye and cokes. And I know... This was an old trick of people too. So everybody back, you know, and I'm using my like my parents' generation here. When it came to rye, and it, I guess it's a lot like beer too. But when it came to rye, everybody has their own their own variety, their favorite variety, right? So for my old man, his favorite variety is Crown Royal. Loves it. Won't buy anything else. But one thing the old man used to do is when he had come, he always kept a couple bottles of Canadian Club hanging around, eh? And when company come over, he'd give them the Canadian Club instead of the Crown Royal. Because he'd pour himself Crown Royal, but the company, yeah, they got the cheap stuff. They got Canadian Club. So the men are sitting around. They're just hammering back the Ryan Cokes, right? Well, now it's time to leave. You know, it's 10.30. It's 11 o'clock. Everybody's tired out. They're full. Everybody's everybody's half cut. And I, I'm not saying I condone this either, and I'm not saying it's right, but 
the men had got the men everybody got there at you know 5 30 6 o'clock it's now 11 o'clock the men have been hammering back the rye the women have been pounding the white wine maybe some zinfandel i don't know did that even exist in the 80s i don't <laughs> i guess so the men always drive home too no taxis called, you know, no keys to us. That wasn't that wasn't really around back then. You know, nobody nobody DD'd. Nobody stayed sober to drive home. The and the men always drove. The women never ever drove. Ever. So yeah, they've been sitting around for five or six hours just, you know, ripping through the Canadian club and just jump behind the wheel and skin it home. And like I said, I'm not saying I condone it. I'm not saying it's right. These were different times. This was back when men were men and men could hold their booze and still drive home. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was a dinner party. That was your parents' dinner party in a nutshell. And I guess with all this COVID and stuff, like nobody's, I mean, I'm sure people are having dinner parties. But if you're, so if you're that, uh, let's say, 32 to uh I'll call it 50. If you're th- a 32 to 50 year old listening to this podcast, tell me what you thought was more enjoyable as an adult. Today's dinner parties where it's like fucking fondue and vegan and re- a lot of red wine, a lot of red wine. And now like a popular thing at dinner parties is craft beer. Ugh. Like a craft, drinking a craft beer is a fucking meal in itself. I can't get into the craft beer. I don't like drinking my beer with a, with a fork to get it into me. But I'm curious. I think, you know what, there was just back in the day when our parents were doing it, the dinner parties were done right, I think. There was there was a little panache to it. There was a little bit of, there was a sense of a formal night out when you went out for a dinner party. And I don't feel that you get that in today's dinner parties. Now, coming out and saying all this, I'm probably never getting invited. My better half and I are probably never getting invited to another dinner party again. But fuck, whatever. I got enough friends. I I can make my own supper. That's cool, I guess. But I don't know. I just think dinner parties back then, they were, even though there was more work that went into them, they were a lot more simple. And like every dinner party was the same. I guess they, they are nowadays too, like I said, but... I don't know. There was just, they just seemed more formal and they just seemed, they didn't happen as often. So I feel like people enjoyed them more. I don't know. This is just my opinion on it. Right. And, and don't forget, you're allowed to have your own opinion on this, but I wouldn't mind, you know, just having a nice formal dinner party like our parents used to do it. Right. The only thing I would maybe do different is call a fucking taxi at the end of the night. Right. Cause I don't do so well on rye anymore anyways. I used to drink rye, but I don't do so well on it anymore. But that's about the only thing I would do different is just probably call a taxi. I'd love somebody to invite me over for a pork loin and green beans on a fucking doily coffee or a doily a doily looking tablecloth, right? But there was a little panache, there was a little snazz, there was a little welcome to my home, welcome to my kingdom. I'm going to I'm going to treat my my company, my close friends, like like kings and queens themselves. And I, you know, I just find yeah, today's dinner parties you don't get that same sense of formality. You don't get there's no panache to them. You know, they're they're a lot more laid back. They're a lot more 
hip and modern, I guess. Every dinner party seems to be so trendy. It's so trendy. And everybody tries to one-up each other at these dinner parties. And at, and that that's true, like, in, in society. It doesn't have to be a dinner party for people to be one-upping each other these days. But, yeah, I don't find that there was any of that back in the day. There's no one-upping. There's no one-upping, so... So yeah, so that was today's topic. I hope you liked it. I hope you liked it. Your parents' dinner party. I hope for the for the I'll call you guys the older crowd. Okay. I'm gonna get some get some negative feedback there. But like I said, from that like seventy two, born in seventy two to eighty nine or even nineteen ninety, I feel like that's gonna bring back some memories for you. And hey, that's what we're all about here on the Cox Talks podcast is relatable content. Did you know that 75% of people out there listen to podcasts to learn things? Now, you ain't fucking learning anything on this podcast. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, but that uh, leads me to my next thing. Get back to me. Let me know in the feedback section. Let me know why you listen to the Cox Talks podcast. I'm interested to know. Like I said, some people like to listen to it just to shut their fucking brain off for half an hour. That is actually my goal. I just want to provide you just a getaway from everything else going on in the world. But get a hold of me. Message me at the Cox Talks podcast on Instagram, email, text message, whatever. Tell me why you listen to the Cox Talks podcast. I'm eager to find out. I'm going to read some of them on air uh, next episode and uh, see see what some of you people come up with. And don't be fucking shy. Okay, don't be shy. I don't bite. I don't judge your shit. I judge it a little bit, but uh, don't be shy. Let, let's hear it. Tell me why you listen to the Cox Talks podcast. And and as always, tell me what you'd like to hear. Give me your ideas. Give me some thoughts. Give me some feedback. We're all about feedback here. It's the everyday podcast for everyday people. Sorry about my voice today. Uh, it is what it is. Big thanks to our other sponsors as well, helping us bring the Cox Talks podcast to you every two weeks. AmeriFarm Service. AmeriFarm Service, hot shot service. You can follow them on any social media platform at AmeriFarm Service. Ty Crothers and the boys, they're going to get your construction equipment, your farm equipment, your new patio set, your new bush hog, your new skid steer, your new round baler, your scaffolding set, whatever it is. He's going to get it delivered safe on time, and reasonably priced with AmeriFarm Service. Proud sponsors, proud supporters, proud listeners of the Cox Talks podcast. So that's it. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. Keep the feedback coming. And don't forget, tell your fucking friends. <laughs>